Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the DBT Book Club podcast. Um, It has been a little while. I think the last time uh, we read through chapters was back in February. Um, I don't know about everyone else, but here in Australia, um, the whole COVID situation hadn't really started that much, so um, things were a lot calmer back then. Um, I assume everyone's had quite a lot of stuff going on in their life since then. Um, I certainly have, which is one of the reasons um, that's contributed to why there's been such a long break. But um, myself personally, at least, um, things have settled down a little bit now. So um, yeah, hopefully I can continue to read out these chapters to you guys. Um, And as usual, if anyone else wants to get involved too, message me through the Discord. Um, I'll put a link in the description of this um, episode if you're not already part of it. But for those that are, I'm Penny Dragon, but my name's actually Kate. I do go by Penny sometimes, though. (laughs) Um, Anyway, today we're going to start back at Chapter 5. So we've got all the readings um, up until then um, previously on the podcast. Again, the last episode of the last part of Chapter 4 was back in February now. Um, But hopefully I'll be able to keep this up every week. Um, Chapter 5 this week is a pretty small chapter, so I'm just going to read it in one go right now. Um, But uh, future weeks, depending on the length of the chapter and whether it's just me or other people reading, um, it might go over a couple of weeks rather than just one. Um... This chapter as well has a couple of meditations in it too, so uh, I will record these a little later in the week. Well, I plan to, at least. You know, things don't always go to plan, but I'll see how I go. Um, but anyway, uh, chapter five, Exploring Mindfulness Further. Uh, this is on page 116 of the Dialectical Behaviour Therapy Skills Workbook. So, mindfulness and meditation. The mindfulness skills that are the core of the dialectical behavior therapy approach are actually linked directly to a much larger and more ancient tradition of meditation. In that larger tradition is a significant body of experience and wisdom related to developing and practicing mindfulness. This experience and wisdom has much to offer anyone interested in mindfulness, whether they seek improved psychological or physical health, personal enrichment, or even spiritual growth. This chapter invites you to explore mindfulness further by trying some additional practices adapted from the ancient tradition of meditation and now appearing in many clinical settings that teach mindfulness-based approaches for a variety of health-related conditions. The intention and hope is that you will develop an even deeper appreciation for the power of mindfulness to support you, promote your happiness, and lead you increasingly to rest in wise mind. Marsha Linehan, who developed dialectical behaviour therapy, 
has noted this larger context for mindfulness in commenting that the mindfulness skills in central to dialectical behaviour, that the mindfulness skills central to dialectical behaviour therapy are psychological and behavioural versions of meditation practices from the Eastern spiritual training. Linehan goes on to say that in developing dialectical behaviour therapy, I have drawn most heavily from the practice of Zen, but the skills are compatible with most Western contemplative and Eastern meditation practices. It's from uh, Linehan, 1993, page 63. In the past 25 years or so, many healthcare professionals have become interested in mindfulness and its applications in treating a wide variety of health-related conditions, ranging from stress to chronic pain to anxiety and depression to cancer. In bringing mindfulness forward in Western healthcare settings, the ancient teachings and wisdom of various contemplative and meditative traditions have provided much valuable insight. Although many, like Linehan, have drawn upon these older traditions for guidance, the actual practices used for purposes of health and healing do not require adherence to any specific faith or religious beliefs, nor do they carry any specific cultural requirements. The practice of mindfulness is truly something for all human beings. The practices you will find in this chapter also apply equally to any interested person. First, you will learn about the role of heartful qualities of kindness and compassion and how they are actually embedded attitudes in any activity of mindfulness. Next, you will learn how mindfulness can deepen breath by breath in the present moment by attention to the support of the dimensions of spaciousness and stillness. Kindness, compassion, spaciousness and stillness this chapter invites you to bring attention more consciously to these qualities and discover their power to support and deepen your practice of mindfulness. Enhancing your mindfulness skills using kindness and compassion. In dialectical behaviour therapy, a core how skill is being non-judgmental. In mindfulness-based stress reduction, a mindfulness approach to stress reduction developed by John Kabat-Zinn and others, non-judging is the first of seven attitudes considered to be the foundation of mindfulness practice. Others are patience, beginner's mind, trust, non-striving, acceptance, and letting go. Yet, you may have noticed that it is not always so easy to be non-judging. In fact, the habits of judging and criticising are deeply ingrained in nearly everyone, for a wide variety of reasons. Because of this deep habit energy of judging, meditation teachers have long taught the importance of building a foundation for mindfulness upon attitudes of kindness and compassion. For example, the well-respected meditation teacher Christina Feldman has observed, observed that attention, awareness, understanding, 
and compassion form the basic skeleton for all systems of meditation, she goes on to say. Compassion is a fundamental principle of meditation. Meditation is not a narcissistic, self-interested path. It provides the foundation for love, integrity, compassion, respect, and sensitivity. In recent years, health psychologists have begun to look more deeply at positive emotions and attitudes and their role in promoting health. The rich tradition of positive mental health inquiry builds on the work of psychologists Gordon Allport and Abraham Maslow in the 1960s and continues strongly today. It is motivated in large, in a large part, by an interest in developing an expanded vision of human capacity and potential. Of particular interest on this theme is that expanded human potential has been one of the primary goals of meditation training since ancient times. Contemporary health psychologists and researchers Shauna L. Shapiro and Gary E. R. Schwartz have written about the positive aspects of meditation. They point out that mindfulness is about how one pays attention. In addition to the seven attitudinal qualities identified by Kabat-Zinn, Shapiro and Schwartz suggest that an additional five qualities be incorporated to suggest the effective or heart dimensions of mindfulness. The five heart qualities they name are gratitude, gentleness, generosity, empathy, and loving-kindness. Loving-kindness deserves a special mention. It has been popularized by the meditation teacher Sharon Salzberg. As healthcare professionals learn more about loving-kindness, this form of meditation is gaining popularity in a variety of healthcare settings as a meditation practice that supports mindfulness and also carries healing potential of its own. Loving-kindness is variously described as deep friendliness and welcoming, or as a quality embodying compassion and cherishing, filled with forgiveness and unconditional love. It is a deep human capacity, always present, at least potentially, It can be seen when one observes a mother tenderly caring for her child. Loving-kindness can be a powerful aid to your mindfulness practice. All you need to do is admit and allow feelings of kindness and compassion into your way of paying attention mindfully. Resting in kindness this way, with compassion and affection embedded in your attention, can protect you from the deep habits of judging and criticism and support you in the how dialectical behavior and support you in the how dialectical behavior therapy skill of being truly non-judgmental so um, I've done a little bit of loving kindness work myself um, before reading this book um, in group therapies and it's honestly more difficult (laughs) than it makes it sound unfortunately like most of the skills um in these type of books the whole all you have to do is just 
let yourself feel loving yeah it's not as easy for us unfortunately um those of us that have you know a lot of negative feelings towards ourself um especially for kind of holding this horrible core belief that you're a bad person and that you don't deserve love then kind of confronting that and trying to let yourself feel that can be quite quite difficult so um yeah i mean i am loving this book but i don't appreciate sometimes how often it's like it's as easy as x because it's not really that easy honestly but um you know work at it practice it and you will get better you will get there eventually but go easy on yourself um love and kindness work can be quite confronting and quite difficult um even though it does make it sound lovely and beautiful and gorgeous um anyway there's a meditation exercise here um it starts uh, the following is a brief meditation practice to cultivate loving kindness for yourself and for others practice it whenever and for as long as you like try it as a lead-in to any of your formal mindfulness practices so i will um read this record this properly a little bit later i'm just going to read through it now so you guys can hear what it sounds like but i'll do like a, a proper little you know meditation practice for the loving kindness of yourself and others exercise that i'll upload separately so the instructions just if you wanted to do it now are take a comfortable position Bring your focus mindfully to your breath or body for a few breaths. Open and soften as much as feels safe to you as you allow yourself to connect with your natural inner feelings of kindness and compassion for others. Now, shift your attention to yourself. It could be a sense of your whole self or some part that needs care and attention such as a physical injury, or the sight of an illness, or a feeling of emotional pain. Imagine speaking gently and quietly to yourself as a mother speaks to her frightened or injured child. Use a phrase like, may I be safe and protected, or may I be happy, or may I be healthy and well, or may I live with ease, or make up one of your own. Let the phrase you pick be something anyone would want, such as safety, ease, joy, and so on. Pick one that works for you. It can be a single phrase. Then, put all of your heart into it each time you speak to yourself. Let kindness and compassion come through. Practice by repeating your phrase to yourself silently, as if singing a lullaby to a baby. Practice for as long as you like. It may help to practice for just a few minutes at a time first, and later build up to a longer practice. When you like, you can shift your attention and focus to a friend or someone you know who is troubled. You can also focus on groups of people, such as all my friends or all my brothers and sisters. 
So that's the end of the exercise. I might edit it just very slightly so um, it works a little bit better as just like a singular exercise as opposed to just like a general wherever, but um, obviously this is something that you can just do whenever, wherever. You don't have to like, you know, open up the podcast and listen into it or anything, but um, I might record a little bit more of a formal one as well. So um, back to just the end bit after, um, just beneath the text for the meditation exercise. When you wish, you can experiment with difficult people in your life. Try sending them kindness and your wish that they might be happy and watch your inner response. In doing loving kindness for a difficult person, you are not allowing them to abuse or hurt you but are making an attempt to see that they, too, are human beings who seek happiness. This can change your relationship to the situation and release you from resentment that you may be holding. Please note that in doing loving-kindness meditation, you are likely to experience many different feelings. Some may even be disturbing, such as sadness, grief, or anger. If this happens... You have not made a mistake. It is common for deeply held feelings to be released as one practices loving kindness. This release is actually a kind of healing in itself. Just pay attention to all of your feelings, honouring each one, and continue your practice. So, um, yeah, that's what I was speaking about before. Um, some of the times when I've done loving kindness practices, um, especially focusing on a difficult person or people in my life. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very difficult. There is a lot of confronting feelings that can come up. Um, I would suggest when you're beginning this, uh, don't start off with a difficult person. <laughs> um, have in your mind someone that you already feel um, kind of love um, and, you know, you care um for very much um it's going to be a lot easier to kind of get you into the flow of doing this exercise um have a go at doing those um more difficult people in your life um maybe when you're a little bit more comfortable with the exercise probably just yeah as as my own suggestion obviously i'm not a doctor do what you want but <laughs> um it's my two cents Attention to spaciousness and stillness deepens mindfulness. The core dialectical behavior therapy skill of mindfulness includes the what skill of observing and the how skill of non-judging. But old habits of attention can often make it difficult to observe fully or to really be non-judging. When it seems especially difficult to be mindful, observe closely or be non-judging, you simply may not be relaxing enough or resting in your wholeness. Instead, you are very likely overly identified with some active and present smaller part or parts of yourself. Meditation teachers often use, use the metaphor of an ocean when illustrating your wholeness compared to an identification with a smaller part of yourself your thoughts and judgments, or your feelings of anger or fear, for example. In this metaphor, 
it is noted that the waves and the ocean are not separate. Although the waves are varied and can be intense and dramatic, they still are made of water and are part of the greater ocean, even down to the deepest depths. It is said that your wholeness, sometimes called big mind or some similar term, is like the ocean, while the parts, feelings, thoughts, stories in your mind are like the waves, constantly rising and falling, appearing and disappearing, while their essence, the ocean, is always present. The tendency to identify with the wave and to lose your feeling of connection with the larger ocean of who you are is very strong. Practicing mindfulness, learning to recognize the reasoning mind and the emotional mind when they arise, can offer freedom from rigid identification with your smaller parts, as you have discovered. And by shifting your focus at times, on purpose, to, to experiences often not noticed or taken for granted, you can become much more fle flexible in your attention, more mindful, and more able to break the habitual identification with old habits of thinking and feeling. Choosing space and stillness, or silence, as your objects of mindfulness can be a very potent practice for gaining this flexibility and freedom from the habits of identifying with the waves of your mind, thoughts or feelings that are deep and intense. It's another exercise here that I will record on its own, but um, I will just read through it now too. Exercise. Meditation practice for mindfulness of space inside and outside of you. The following two meditation practices offer you a means to cultivate awareness of space, inner and outer, and of stillness and silence. Try these practices with a sense of curiosity and playfulness. You don't have to make anything special happen or become anyone or anything other than who you already are. In fact, it is helpful to consider the possibility that you actually already have vast spaciousness and stillness available to you, like the vast ocean depths, and all that is required to allow space and stillness to re-enter your awareness. Let the spaciousness and stillness within you come back in, so to speak. There is no work you have to do. None whatsoever. Just bring kind attention to what is already there. Take a comfortable position. Collect attention by focusing mindfully on your breath sensations for a few breaths. When you feel steady and focused, widen the focus to include all sounds, letting them come to you without adding or subtracting anything. Focus on the direct experience of sound without being caught in the name or story about any sound. Practice mindfulness of breath sensations and sounds for a few more breaths. Now, 
Bring your attention to the spaces between breaths. There between the in-breath and out-breath. And there at the end of the out-breath before the next in-breath. Let your attention rest here in the spaces between each breath. Come back to the space whenever you feel your attention wanders. When you notice that sounds draw your attention, first notice the sound, then notice the spaces between the sounds. Notice how one sound is louder, another softer, one closer, one farther, and how all have space between and around them. Notice how all the sounds exist within a larger container of space. Let your attention rest in the space that holds all the sounds, allowing them to come and go. When you wish, open your eyes. Look around at what is before you. What do you see? Objects, of course, but do you see the space between the objects? Look more closely. See the space and the shape of the space between objects near and far. Can you see the vast space that holds all the objects you are viewing? Relax and look deeply. Whenever you like, practice noticing space, either as a formal meditation practice, as suggested above with breath sensations, sounds or viewed objects, or more informally, just paying attention in different situations as you go about your day. You may even want to experiment with noticing the space that contains your thoughts and feelings. Can you relax, observe, and allow thoughts and feelings to arise, change, and leave the space of the present moment? So the last meditation exercise for this chapter um, is meditation practice to turn towards stillness and silence. I'll just read it now. Take a comfortable position. Establish and steady your attention in the present moment by focusing mindfully on your breath sensations for a few breaths. When you notice that your attention moves to something else, thoughts or sounds for example, you don't have to fight that and you don't have to follow it. Just let the breath sensations return you to your awareness with patience and kindness. As you practice mindfulness of your breath, you may begin to notice that a sense of inner stillness arises. It may appear only in brief flashes at first, but don't be discouraged. Just let it come. Continue notice any feelings of stillness you experience. Relax in them and allow them to come to you. Initially, you may notice stillness in your body as a feeling of calm and ease. Then, it will become easier to experience the stillness in your mind when your thoughts quiet down. 
Sometimes the stillness appears more clearly as silence. When you notice any sense of silence between sounds or between thoughts, for instance, let your attention rest there. Let it return there when it wanders. Listen carefully to all sounds as they come and go. Don't focus on any one sound, but instead focus on the silence and space between the sounds. As your attention steadies, notice how the sounds arise from silence and return to silence. Let your attention rest in the silence as you listen for the next sound. And that brings us nearly to the very end of the chapter. So uh, just a conclusion here. In practicing mindfulness, you are joining a vast and ancient tradition cultivated by countless human beings for thousands of years. Many teachers have pointed out that practicing mindfulness includes the attitudes of kindness and compassion in the way you pay attention. As you become more mindful, a growing sense of wholeness, including spaciousness and stillness, becomes brighter and can help transform your experience of living. This chapter invites you to draw upon some valuable teachings from the tradition of mindfulness meditation by focusing on kindness and compassion and spaciousness and stillness in order to discover more about your own amazing and powerful resources for healing and enriching your life. And that brings us to the end of chapter five. Uh, the next chapter will be chapter six, which is basic emotion regulation skills, which is another core component of DBT. So, so far we've covered distress tolerance, um, mindfulness, um, and the other two components are emotion regulation and interpersonal effectiveness, which I think is the last um, component that the book will be covering. Um, so, yeah, um, hope you guys have enjoyed. I hope you guys are still listening. Um, if you are... Um, feel free to uh, get involved on the Discord. Um, it's been a little bit quiet there lately, as obviously has the, just the podcast in general, so it would be great to get people up and talking again, um, either about your experiences um, or how you're finding the book um, and whatever stage you're at, if you've just started with the first chapter or, you know, like me, I kind of got to about the fourth chapter and I've been stuck there for a little while. Um, so I'm still working through it myself, honestly. I'm reading a little bit ahead of what I'm actually practicing myself week to week. But um, even still, um, come say hi on the Discord that I'll add in the description to this episode. And I'll be back next week to read chapter six. Okay, bye guys.